Welcome to the King's Chapel Alaska podcast. From wherever you are listening, we are so excited that you tuned in today. Let's prepare our hearts to hear from God's Word. I want to talk to you. I know it's, I know it's, uh, it is Palm Sunday, but I want, I want to preach a message to you entitled, The God of the Prophet and the Prophet of God. The God of the Prophet and the Prophet of God. And there were politicians back in, in, in uh, the days of the nation of Israel that were evil, Right? There were two in particular, one by the name of Ahab, and he was a weak leader, and he married a a Jezebel, and there's a Jezebel assignment against America right now. You're looking at it. What does Jezebel do? Jezebel comes and intimidates. Jezebel brings fear. Jezebel threatens. Jezebel takes away your liberty and your identity, and in order to counteract a Jezebel, in order to stop that kind of mission against a nation, what does it require? It requires a prophetic voice and many prophetic voices and an Elijah and a Jehu to stand up somewhere. So I believe that last year was a year of Jezebel, and I'm believing, God, that this year is going to be a year of Elijah and Jehu. Come on. It's going to be a year of the prophet and the king working together to bring down that spirit that's coming against our nation. Look at the spirit. People say it wasn't a year of Jezebel. Yes. I mean, come on. We shut down churches, opened up dispensaries. Right now, we're looking at the Equality Act, which is should be called the Anti-Christian Act. It's highly anti-Semitic. Did you know this? It absolutely makes Jewish Orthodox worship impossible because they split the sexes. It's anti-Muslim. Did you know that as well? It's anti-religion. And it's anti-female and young lady. So since when did one group's right to break the law of God, supersede everyone else's rights in America to worship their God according to their scriptures and their values. It's not just a Christian issue. It's an American issue. It's a a worship issue. It's for every every person. See, Jezebel comes and wants to make you conform. She, She flipped the culture of Israel. She flipped it from being a worshiper of Jehovah to a worshiper of the Baals and the Ashtoreths. They led Israel away. And so what's the answer? God raises up a prophet by the name of Elijah that goes and boldly prophesies, shows up in the king's court. They call him a troubler. I like to be known as a troublemaker. We could use some more troublemakers for the kingdom of God. We could use some bad boys and bad girls that don't care to shake it up a little bit. Can I get an amen out there? The church has been quiet long enough. We've been too nice. We've been too docile. We've been too seeker sensitive. We've been too scared to speak out, and they're silencing our voice because of it. God is raising up. A group of Elijahs, a group of Jehus, a group that's not afraid. Elijah walks in and he says this in the courts of Ahab and Jezebel. He says this, it won't rain again until I say it'll rain. Come on. This guy's got miracle working power. Here's some of the miracles that he does. Number one, he caused the rain to cease for three and a half years. Two, he parted the Jordan. Three, he healed the waters. Four, he has, has, um, uh, no, number two, he was fed by the ravens. Number three, He does a miracle of meal and a cruise of oil multiplication. Number four, he resurrects a widow's son. Five, he calls fire down from heaven on the altar. Six, he causes it to rain prophetically. Seven, he prophesies that Ahab's sons would be destroyed. Eight, he prophesies that Jezebel would be eaten by dogs. Nine, he prophesied that Ahaziah would die of his illness. Ten, he called fire down. On 50 soldiers. Eleven, he called fire down on a second group of soldiers. Twelve, he parted the Jordan. Thirteen, he prophesied that Elijah would have a double portion of his spirit. And fourteen, he was caught up to heaven in a whirlwind. How many of you think that sounds pretty powerful? Amen? 
See, there's also a second guy that he mentors. I think we're up against something in this nation right now that we need a double portion today if we ever had before. How many of y'all want a double portion? I mean, you want to be a double portion church. This is a double portion church. Amen? So he raises up another guy by the name of Elisha that becomes the double portion man. And here's, here's what he does. He does twice as many miracles. My favorite one is somebody makes fun of his bald head. You bald guys are going to love this. And uh, she bears come out of the woods and eat the teenagers. Some people want a healing anointing, a prophetic anointing. I want a she-bear anointing. You mess with me? She-bears show up at your house, right? Notice they're not male bears because she-bears, I bet you they're meaner when they fight. They pull hair. They gouge eyes. They got mace and pistols in their purses. Come on, don't mess with mama. Can I get an amen? Mama will cut your throat in your sleep, right? She-bears on you. You mess with me, right? It's double portion, man. Uh, Elijah walks by, calls him into the ministry. Here's, here's what it says, 1 Kings 19, 19 through 21. I want to show you this. And I'll preach for a few minutes, about 77, and I'll be done, all right? It's a short, short sermon. It says this. So he departed from there and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen before him. And he was with the 12th. Then Elijah passed by him and threw his mantle on him. And he left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, Please let me kiss my father and my mother, and then I will follow you. And he said to him, Go back again, for what have I done to you? So Elijah turned back from him and took a yoke of oxen, slaughtered them and boiled their flesh using the oxen's equipment and gave it to the people, and they ate. Then he arose and followed Elijah and became his servant. How did this man get a double portion of the anointing? He followed Elijah, and he became his servant. Come on, church, if we're going to have a double portion of the anointing, we're going to have to follow Elijah. Somebody say, follow Elijah. Now say, and become his servant. Let's say it again, follow Elijah and become his servant. So this guy walks with the prophet. Now, this guy's got something going on. He's with his dad. Dad's got a business, dad's got oxen, dad's got ground, dad is a, lo- a landowner. He's probably set up to, to receive something, right? He's there plowing oxen, and he, he's, he's with dad, and here comes this prophet calls by and calls him. And uh, the prophet calls him, and he just walks up and he throws his mantle on this young man. It's a symbol of the call of God. This is right after Elijah's come out of the cave. You know, he had, a, he had a prophetic battle with Jezebel and called down fire and slaughtered the prophets of Baal. How many know we still serve the God that, that calls fire down from heaven and answers whenever we pray and has a revival? And come on, our God is not weak. Our God is strong and our God is able. Amen? Our God's not backed up in the corner by the media or by the press or somebody that wants to take your liberties. Our God is the God. He's the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. He was an and is to come. And I promise you he's never been afraid a day in his life. Amen? So, so Elijah comes out of that. He knows he's got to call the, the next generation to answer this thing. And he walks by. And he throws his mantle on Elisha. And what does Elisha do? Elisha says yes. You know what the most powerful thing you can ever do? Let's go ahead and make a decision that no matter what God asks you, Come on, no matter what he says, no matter what it costs, no matter what I got to lay down, no matter the threats, no matter what what comes, I'm going to say yes. How many of y'all want to be a yes man for God? Not a yes man for this earth, 
I want to be a yes man for God. And I'll tell you, the young, the young prophet says yes. And he burns what he has. Here's the first test you got to pass to have a double portion of the anointing if you're taking notes. Number one, you have to pass the test of the old. The test of the old. How many of y'all want to pass the test of the old? I've heard people say it right now. we got a dark day in America, and I know it's dark. But I've heard people say, man, I hate that my kids are alive right now. Why couldn't they have been born in the good old days? Don't you feel sorry for your children? Your children were called in the kingdom for such a time as this. They are graced. They are anointed. They are put together by God for this moment. Not for yesterday, but for today. We're going to have a different group of kids and grandkids. Can I get an amen out there? God's going to strengthen their spirit. Come on, our kids are different than the world's kids. There's a titanium in their heart. Amen? There's a softness, but there's a steel about them. They're going to stand in the evil day. Don't, don't, look, at, 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 don't look back. I'll say it like that. If you look back, look at the miracles and thank God for them, but don't live there. It's like being 45 years old and trying to get in your letterman's jacket. How many know you're going to look dumb? Your love handles will hang out. Huh? It's like I lettered. I'm like, yeah, it was like 77, man. Was eating with a guy, me and Jesse, business guy from this city. Not this city, a city. He's in his 60s. And he pulls out pictures of when he played high school football. Now I'm like, deliver me, Lord Jesus. Could the rapture happen right now? I'd rather look at somebody's dog on a camera than the pictures of this guy when he played high school football, right? He needed to move forward in life. Come on, forget about the old. You're getting ready to move into a new season here in this church. You're going to a new building. And God's done great things here in this building, but how many know this building is not God? This is the church house. This is not the church. So when you get in the new building, don't long for the days we used to have way back when. I've seen it happen again and again and again. When you move facilities, get ready. Somebody will say, it's not like it was. Yeah, it's not supposed to be like it was. It's a brand new day. It's a brand new move. It's a brand new hour. Moving forward. You got to pass the test of the old. Can I get an amen? You got to pass the test of the old. Uh, I'll say this, number two, you have to pass the test of time. But I say time. You know, time can move fast, and then time can move slow. How many of you have been in both of those seasons where time's flowing by? And then there's times where it's like, man, the, it's like life's like watching paint dry. Right? That's when you get yourself in trouble. Stay busy. Not just busy doing nothing, but busy with kingdom work. Busy with your family, amen? Busy with your first love, Jesus. The right things. My grandpa used to say, if you ever get fired, go work for somebody for free. Because at least you won't be blowing money or getting drunk or doing something stupid. It's pretty good wisdom. Come on, give grandpa a hand clap. Grandpa, he'd done some things. He knew some stuff, right? Go work for free and then they'll hire you, Right? Why? Because idle time is, in a sense, the devil's workshop. It's not used properly, right? So Elisha has to follow Elijah. And this goes on for years. And he's serving him. And, and it takes time. So many people want Rome tomorrow, but come on, Rome wasn't built in a day. There's nothing you can have great in life that's not going to take some time and some investment and some pouring into and some giving out and bleeding out and sticking with it. So much of winning in life is just keep showing up. Can I get an amen? 
Elisha just kept showing up for Elijah's calls in the morning. Right? He kept showing up. He kept coming back to the church. Kept doing what he was called to do. He kept, he just kept hanging out. He invested time after time after time after time. And he's got that time and he's investing it. And so many people want it all. We want it now, but that's not the way it works. You have to put the time in. And I think a lot of us overestimate what we could do in a year, but underestimate what God can do through us in five years. A lot of us overestimate what we can do in a year, but underestimate what God can do us in fi- through us in five years. Amen? So come on, we're going we're gonna to pass the test of time. Third test you have to pass is you have to pass the test of offense. Right? Great peace have they that love his word, and nothing shall offend them. Great peace have they that love thy word. And a sermon's kind of political will offend them. No? Come on. Great peace have they that love thy word. Calling a sin shall, a sin shall, no? Great peace have they that love thy word. And what, church? Nothing shall offend them. How many of y'all want to live a life that's above offense? Can I get, come on, give God a hand clap if you're going to live a life above. I will not be offended. I, um, I, I, was, I was at ORU. I'm a graduate from ORU. By the way, we made sweet, the Sweet 16 yesterday. Got beat by one point last second, but come on. A, a year where Kentucky, Louisville, and Duke do not make the NCAA tournament, but ORU makes the Sweet 16. I'm looking towards Israel because Jesus is coming back soon. Can I, that's a miracle, baby. Huh? Oral said expect a miracle. He was right. Amen. And um, so we, we, watched, we watched the game yesterday, but, but I was at my niece's graduation of ORU, and I was on the elevator, and we were, we were headed upstairs, and they also had a wrestling tournament there. And um, there were some wrestling coaches, and this, this kid graduating from school turns around to me and says, Pastor Gibson, I, I see you. I know you. I've seen you on TV, on news a lot. And uh, I know you're an ORU guy. Will, will, you, will you give me some advice? I'm going in the ministry. What, what, what could I do? What could God do through me? What, what's the one thing you would tell me? And without hesitation, I turned around, I looked at him, and I said, here's what you need to do. You need to soften your heart, but harden your forehead. Soften your heart, but harden your forehead. And the wrestling coaches loved it. They're listening to me. Their ears are all hanging off the side of their head, you know, cauliflower ear. And uh, they're looking. They're like, yeah, we love it. Harden your forehead. Let's headbutt, you know. And um, I said, here's the deal. If you keep a soft heart, God can use you supernaturally. How many of you are thankful that he took a heart of, of stone out of you and replaced it with a heart of flesh? Amen. He'll take a heart of stone out of you and replace it with a heart of flesh. That's why after guys get born again, you're watching Toy Store with them and Andy goes to college and they're weeping like babies over there. It's like I almost died twice when Andy went to college. How many of y'all had that experience? Toy Story, right? Broke, I could cry right here just talking about it. God softened my heart. But I'll tell you what, you better harden your forehead because if you're gonna do the work of God, you're gonna take the licks for the body of Christ. And anybody that tells you you're not, they don't know the whole story, they've never been there. This last year, man, I preached around the country. I preached in every riot. 
I got threatened. I was surrounded by Antifa. I don't know how many times telling me they're going to kill me. And I'll tell you what, been, been threatened to be canceled. Had thousands of death threats. Broke into my house. Kicked the door down. Threatened my wife. Threatened my children. Came out uh, against me. Five deep into a hotel. Special operations guys had to turn around there to kill me. Followed me up in the mountains to try to take my life. And I'll tell you what, you can come after me. You can cancel me. You can kill me. But I serve the God of the resurrection and he will raise me up. Come on, it's almost easy. Easter Sunday, we are not afraid. We don't care what it'll cost us. We have softened our heart, but we will harden our forehead, and I will never back down. Can I get an amen? I'm not backing down. And I gotta be honest, I'm embarrassed of a bunch of my fellow clergymen around America. We're so soft. We've made ourselves a soft target now. Why do you think the Equality Act is staring religious liberty in the, the eye? Because this last thing was a test. And we failed it as a nation. Now, now they see, ah, you might have a soft heart, but you don't have a hard forehead. Right? We're going to take the licks. And um, you shake them off and you roll on. Amen? So, so you just got to get past being offended. Think about this. Elisha's following Elijah. And as he follows Elijah, he's there. The Bible says he pours hands over, over water over the hands of the man of God. He picked up the dry cleaning. He got the coffee. Man, and listen, Elijah was not the most stable man on the earth. Do you know that? He works miracles. He goes, get, gets under a little tree and prays for God to kill him. Right? I've had some days like that. I've, I've been at a funeral before, walked by a dead body. I'm like, look at that lucky guy. All dead and stuff. Here I am fighting for everything I got. He's all dead in heaven. Jerk, you know. I hate that dead guy, don't you? Huh? <laughs> How many of y'all know what I'm talking about, though? I don't really believe that, but you know. The thought went through my head once. <gasps> right? <laughs> They're praying for me up here. Oh, thank you. Um, so I, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just saying, I don't even know what I'm talking about now, but I think it's funny right now. So, um... Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so it's just um, getting through, getting through that offended thing. He, he would pick up, he would pick up Elijah's. Uh, he went to the pharmacy for him. He knew all the secrets. He'd seen him get mad and cuss and park and, and when he couldn't find a parking space. He'd seen him pull out into traffic. Somebody cut him off, and, and Elijah's like, hey, and then he realizes he's his hometown. He's like, bless you, my child. God bless you. Right? He knew the flesh and the spirit on the man of God, yet he still followed him to the end. You have some of the most anointed, great, godly leaders in America right here. You ought to give them a hand, hand clap. They're incredible. How many thank you thankful for these gifts of God? Amen? I'm thankful. I'm ministered to. But I'll tell you that they're, they're gifts from God, but they're also humans. So can you receive a gift that's divine and also love someone in their humanity? That's how you pass the test of offense. And if you can't and you've been in the church 20 years, it's time to grow up. It's time to quit quiet crying. It's time to stop giving the man and woman of God trouble. How many of y'all want to receive grace? 
So I'm going to sow grace. Can I get an amen? It, it, it's passing the test of offense. And so he follows him until finally there's a day that comes. This day, this day shows up, and it's the day that Elijah is going to go into heaven. You know, um, and he comes to him and he prays a bold prayer. He says, man, can I get a double portion of your anointing, a double portion of your gifting? You know, people will walk up to you in a prayer line and say, I want a double portion. It's like, okay, follow a man of God for about 20 years and come back and talk to him, right? Put about 20 years in. Pay your tithes. Fast in January. Whenever pastor says we're not eating for 21 days, you're like, I'm going to the Methodist church till February. I'll be back then, right? Come back in February, baby. I'm feeling John Wesley all over me right now. Huh? Singing Wesley's hymns and stuff. Be back in February. I'll be charismatic again in February. I'll see you then. Um, you, you know, it's, 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 all, it's, all that, it's all that kind of thing. So, so he's there. He's following. It's time for Elijah to go into heaven. And Elijah goes out, not in a casket, but in a, in a whirlwind. And he asks for a double portion. He says, if you see me when I go, you'll get it. It's one of the most powerful things is if you want to be anointed, you got to see the man of God he's put in your life. you got to be close enough you can see them. Be there on Sunday seeing them. Be there on Sunday night seeing them. Be there on Wednesday seeing them. Be there in small groups seeing them. Be there on serve days. Come on, somebody. Seeing them. He saw him. And, and, and he's going, and Elijah knows, and, and Elisha knows he's going to heaven that day. But they're not discussing it. And he, he tries to, Elijah even tries to push him away. He says, I'm going somewhere. He says, you stay here. And he says, no, my Lord, wherever you go, I'm, I'm going with you. And he keeps following along, and here come some prophets that are they're like in a, in a school of prophets they are being trained. They know. They say this. They say, they say listen, I, 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 uh, you know, don't you, that your master's going to heaven. He says, shh, shh, don't say anything about that. And he goes on to the next place, and he tries to push him away. He's intentionally testing his mettle. You know, I'm training pastors because we're planning campuses. We went from one to four in like the last three or four years. I told Doc, I've only got like 359 to go, but I'm coming after you, and I'm going to pass you, Dr. Morocco. I'm, I'm, I'm coming after you. Right? He laughs. Ha, 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 you know. Low voice. God is gracious, brother. You know, that's what he, that's what he says. I love Doc. And um, so he intentionally tries to drive him off. Here's what we're doing with the people we train. Sometimes I intentionally try to offend them. That's not very nice. Well, nice isn't a fruit of the Spirit. Did you know that? Kindness is, which is a moral uprightness. Why? Because if I don't test them, how many think the world's gonna test them and the devil's gonna test them, the religious is gonna test them in the church? We even test them. Jesus did it when people came after him, right? Will you heal, heal my child? He doesn't speak a word to them. Rabbis would do that. It was part of rabbinic ministry back then to see if you really wanted it. If you kept coming back, this guy keeps coming back. They go to the second place. Guys come out and say, did you know he's going today? And he, they say, he says, shh, shh. He comes to the third place. Did you know he's going today? Shh, shh. Then he's there, and here it comes, man. Elijah goes up, chariots of fire, whirlwinds, everything's happening. He's there. How many of y'all would rather go out in a whirlwind than go out in a hearse or go out in an ambulance or go out some other way like that? I want to go out cool. Can I get an amen out there? Maybe prophesy my last word and just go to heaven from the pulpit or, you know? And um, 
He's there, they're there. And Elisha sees it. You know, Billy Graham was great, great man of God. But how many know a great, great man of God's not going to be on the earth forever? Reinhard Bonnke was a great, great man of God. Can I get an amen? But Reinhard Bonnke isn't going to be on the earth forever. Oral Roberts was a great, great man of God, but Oral Roberts wasn't going to be on earth forever. Kenneth Hagin was a great, great man of God. Kenneth Hagin not going to be on earth forever. Moody, a great, great man of God, but Moody will not be on earth forever. But do you know what will? The anointing and the Holy Spirit and the power and the word and the presence. Come on, in revival. If we want it, it'll be here. He goes up, but as he goes, a mantle falls down from heaven. And I'll tell you what, Elisha walks over, he scoops up that mantle, walks back to the Jordan River, and he says these words. This is the last test he has to pass. It's the test of operation. It's one thing to watch somebody else operate and somebody else do it. Somebody else build that building up on the hill, but come on, there's a day when it's time for you to do that stuff. Somebody else build the business, but now it's a time for you to build the business. You watch mama raise the kids, now it's time for you to raise the kids. Right? There's a time you have to operate. It's on you then. We pushed our boys back from operating too long. We don't tell them they're men until they're 35. It's like his beard's gray. He's balding. He's got a hairy back. Side point. I knew we were in trouble as Americans when I went to the beach and the men's backs were shaved. I'm out there in my fur coat, and I'm like, my God, we have been sissified to the max. God help us, the Chinese and Russians, they own us already. Look at these slick back men. Not in Alaska. You guys are like grizzly bears. Come on, somebody. Hairy, pistol packing, smell like salmon and bear. I thought Texans and Kentucky boys were tough. I came out here and preached a men's conference. When the sun goes down here, there are mosquitoes the size of bald eagles that come out of the woods. I'm talking to a man with 45 mosquitoes on his face. He doesn't even see them. I'm like, it's a plague, you know. <laughs> I'm like, these are the toughest people I've ever met, Jesse. Right? Test of operation. By the way, by the way, hear the, hear the word of the Lord. Whenever, whenever this house brings up the, 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 the stone, the, the, the end stone, the capstone, who are you, O mountain, before Zerubbabel, you shall become as a plain? And he, he will bring up that stone with shouts of grace, grace to it. Whenever that, whenever that stone comes up and whenever the completion comes, there's a breaking, says the Lord, in the spirit for the city of Wasilla. There's a breaking, says the Lord, in the spirit for the state of Alaska. There will even be a breaking, says the Lord, in the city of Anchorage. And I will throw my grace and my glory down there. And the Lord says even as there are four rivers that came out of the garden, there will be four campuses that come forth from this church in the city of Anchorage. Now will come and my grace and my glory will come upon this house in a new in a fresh way. And as the man and woman of God have loved me and cared more about my house than they cared about their house, I, the Lord, says that I will increase them and, and I will multiply their house and I will bring financial increase, not just to this ministry, but to them personally. Now will come and wipe out what the, 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 the enemy came and tried to take from them. I will erase it in a quick and a miraculous fashion, says the Lord. Now I will lift you up and I will raise you up and your voice will go into the nations unlike it ever has before. Now see a revival coming to this house. 
I see a revival of youth. God says he's even drawing. He's even calling. He's even preparing the leaders and preparing the place and they're coming from the north, south, east, and the west. You will train them and make them different. And God says there'll be an anointing that'll come upon Alaska because you've been different than the lower states, says the Lord. And those that are seeking refuge from what the enemy has done to this nation, they will come and they will move and it will bring another economic revival to this state. The Lord says that this city will grow, it will multiply. Some will like it, some will not like it. It'll even cause division in, in, the, in the ranks of this city. There'll be, there'll be people on the inside, they'll go to war with one another and you'll witness it. It'll be written about even in your newspaper, says God. But it'll be a time of opportunity for my sons and for my daughters in this region to step up. The Lord says, I'm calling you not to be someone that asked for permission in the region from those who have owned it. But your sons and daughters, I'm calling them to be the people that give permission in this region, says the Lord of hosts. So get ready, get ready, get ready. Come on, somebody give God a hand clap. There's increase. Come on, there's revival. There's double portion. He picks up, come on, he picks up that mantle. Walks over to the Jordan River. It's a test of operation. Slams it down. Boom. Says, where is the God of Elijah? And all of a sudden, the Jordan River, it parts right upstream, and he walks across on dry ground. Come on, if we'll be bold enough to be like Elisha, God will perform the miracles of Elijah right in front of us. Can I get an amen out there? Come on, give him a hand clap. He's going to do it. 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 I said he's going to do it. 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 Can I get an amen out there? Come on, give him one more hand clap. He's going to do it. 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 Can I get an amen? Thank you for joining today's podcast. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, you can partner with us and give at kcalaska.com. Also, Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and enjoy more messages like this one.